You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig and I'm the host of the podcast and I'm joined by Greg and John. All right, guys? All right. Evening. All right, John, how, how's you and the Brazilian getting on? Oh, we're getting on fine. Aye, it's going down a cheat. I don't right. know if, if the listeners don't visit the forum very often, they wouldn't know that John likes his exotic beers. Anything that's not, te- anything that's te- yeah, apart from tenants, really. The Aye. Brazilian beers, world beers, it's just, enjoys exactly. that kind of thing. What are you drinking and tonight, you, John? Oh, a bit of Brahma. Oh, Brazilian it. stuff. Good man. It's good, isn't it? Good man. Aye. If you're not a regular to the forum people, then you'll know, you won't know that Craig just likes tenants. That's about it. So if tenants, are, if tenants are listening, then Craig's your best customer. Yeah, I've got Well, a... John, did, did you hear that I sent them an email oh, asking for a free begging. case? Oh, my God. No be- begging for beer. Dear, Aye, dear. They, weren't, they weren't very happy. They just responded back with a stock answer saying, tough, you're not getting anything for us. Aye. And then, Greg, you like your ales, don't you? I've gone Belgium tonight. I'm in the whole garden. Whole garden, all right, all right. Aye, well, I've only really, like, really got back into beer recently. I'd got off it for a few years, but I'm now enjoying it a bit more. I'll get, I'll get you some, uh, I'll send you some homebrew down, John. I'll sort, you, home sort you right out for the weekend, all right, Craig? Oh, oh a special deal for Greg, Greg the master brewer. <laughs> there we go, right, so let's just forget talking about football, we'll just talk about beer all night. Sounds good to me. Well, I could talk about tenants all night, that's for sure. Right. Right, on the podcast tonight, we've got the charity bet. We're updating that. Norway against Scotland. Then the Premiership games at the weekend. Touch on some lower league games. Got Celtic against AC Milan to look forward to tomorrow night. Then the Scottish Cup this coming weekend. And we'll end by picking the charity bet selections. So first up is the charity bet. And this is recorded Monday night. And I was watching the Rangers game earlier. And it was maybe second minute. John Daly steps up. Scores, superb goal. Well, it was a tap in from a free kick, but it still counts. Counts for the charity bet. We had ten pound on him at sixty-four at McBookie, so we managed to win fifteen pound from that. No bad. Which is pretty solid. No bad. That's him won us thirty pound. The entire thirty pound pots thanks to John <laughs> Daly. That, yeah, that, that's since I've been back on the podcast. Really, I mean that's what two or three weeks or something like that. John Daly. No coincidence. Right. Lucky John. See, aye, right. that's yeah. what happens. He scored for the seventh game in a row. So I think we know who we're going to pick again for next week. Makes sense. It keeps on doing the business. Yep. But apart from that, we didn't do very well in the charity bet. And the the team to blame is Hearts. Dundee United won. Stranraer won. Hearts. We had to wait until maybe the 89th minute before they came back to to draw two each. Hit the bar with a minute to go stoppage time though. Could Could have been a bumper weekend for us with a bet if it had gone in. I think it was Patterson when it hit the bar. Aye, it was, aye. So aye. I was following it on Twitter, hoping hoping something would happen, but they left it too late against 10-man Ross County. Yeah, we say this every week. We should bet Inverness. One of these weeks we're going to bet Inverness. Aye, well, folks said last week that Inverness were do that well because they'd lost the manager. Mm-hmm. So yep, I didn't I didn't see that one coming. Aye. Be an informed St. Johnson. No, didn't see that at all. And then... Dundee United as well. That was a, a pretty safe one at the end of the day. Well, they to wait, they they to wait until uh, Partick got a man sent off before they get their finger up. But another solid result from them. Mm-hmm. I was hearing in the papers they were talking about gold was being watched by scouts from Newcastle and Everton and Liverpool and Man United are keen as well. And I'm not sure where the Daily Mirror get their figures from, but they've slapped a £6 million fee on his head. Quite it's right. a lot of money for a, a player in Scottish football and a player at Dundee United. I, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody came in with a £1 million bid. I wouldn't be surprised if United said, OK, we'll take it. Oh, they, would, they would let him go for a million, I would think, no doubt. They can't afford to... No, no, no club in Scotland can afford to turn down that sort of money um, for a guy that at the moment looks a business, but he's still pretty young as well. So there is a, there's an element of gamble in it, but um, aye, I mean, they're not going to get £6 million for him. Dream on. Yeah, I think that the bank is still running the show there, as far as I know. Was, on, uh, was it Goodwillie money went straight to the bank, th- or was that the, the Russell money? I thought there had been another injection of money just a week or so ago. It was yep, I heard the same. Some sort of chair 
transfer thing and I'd say the, the Thompson family have chucked more, more money to go into the pot which given the money that Aye. they've shelled it over the years you know hats off to them in this, this day and age because you're essentially just taking your money and shoving it down the drain yep I agree but United are looking solid gold's looking good uh, and I was speaking to a United fan uh, during the day today and he was pretty pretty upbeat about the about United scoring four goals yet again and uh, he seems pretty confident for the, the season ahead has he got a bet on at 300 to 1? Like our good friend Is that Greg. what odds? You had to get in there quick. You get 351 if you Aye. were in sharp like me. A couple of weeks ago, I fancy those odds will have tumbled to oh, 325 to 1 after <laughs> after the weekend's game. Aye, the clever money's on the, on the league, John. Especially with Aye. Celtic stuttering and stammering against Aberdeen. Oh, dear. Aye, it was, uh, they weren't too good from what I've seen in the highlights. Always difficult to tell. But I 3-1, Aberdeen seemed to switch off at the end. I, I don't know what happens when teams face Celtic or, or, or any champion in the country. There seems to be this uh, the, the added on time in Scotland and England as well. It just something happens. Teams collapse. I don't know what it is. I don't know it's if they, they're just waiting for the whistle. Fitness levels maybe. Or just, ha- just habit. I mean, they do it yeah. so often. How many times have Celtic done that over the years? I don't think there's any other club, in, certainly in Scotland, that have had that ability to go and grab a goal or a couple of goals with five minutes or so to go. The, the record in doing that is incredible. Yes, I agree. It's uh, often touted as uh, the sign of champions. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, I, it happens so often. It happens. Uh, I've seen it happen in England, Man United especially, uh, Rangers as well when they were doing well. I, I don't know what it is. don't know. But I was watching the, the highlights and uh, Berichter's goal when he scored. Something I've mentioned this before, it really frustrates me when attackers go and stand on top of the keeper. And Langfield fell for it because when the, the corner was taken, he's, he's more interested in pushing him away rather than trying to deal with the corner. So he pushes him away and then who gets the, the rebound but Berichter? It's just it's something that frustrates me. It's within the, the laws of the game, I suppose, but I see it more and more. And it's a tactic that most teams are doing. Just a, a wee gripe I've got with modern football. I think about three of the goals came from that on Saturday. Uh, a man trying to like block the goalkeeper. Certainly Aberdeen's was from a corner, pretty sure. And then I think Celtic's first goal um, was from a set piece. That's frustrating. Aye, it's just it's it's frustrating, interesting in this day and age. Keepers are generally given uh, probably more protection than, than they deserve. But it's interesting for that particular one. It seems to be that's the one thing that's still allowed to this day whereas they've gone the other direction with keepers and then it's a challenge and a keeper generally generally goes in the keeper's favour but that one is a I mean like you say it must be within the um, within the remit of the rules but it's definitely it's definitely like you're saying it's a psychological thing they, they, they play in, um, keepers uh, sort of taking literally taking their eye off the ball losing a bit of concentration and that's that probably works uh, ten times as well as the actual physical presence of the, of the attacker there in the first place but so on one hand you've got the obstruction right the keeper and then on the other, you've got a keeper placing two hands on a player and pushing them. Yep. If that was an outfield player, that'd be it. Yep. No, free kick, yep. penalty. Yep. You're done. But no, keepers are allowed to do it for some reason. But we've said we've said this in, in this thing a million times in the past. If you if you look at the the jostling and the run up to a, a corner being taken or, or, a, or a set piece being taken in that box, you'd be dishing out fouls and, 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 and yellow cards and penalties all day long. Because they're meant to pushing and shoving and grabbing that goes on. Happens in open play. It's a foul, so there just seems to be a kind of unwritten rule that these things go unpunished. But um, I mean, the, the alternative is you're dishing out half a dozen penalties a, a game. Yep, yep. So it was probably a chance there for Aberdeen to show that they were contenders for the league. But no, Celtic won again and look favourite despite what Greg's saying about this 300. It's <sighs> early days, okay. yeah. Early days. Yep. Even if we'd get a win on Saturday, we're, we're not going to be contenders for the league. Celtic are going to win it. It's can't see anyone else winning but Celtic, unfortunately. So the moving on to the Hearts Ross County game, and mentioned how Hearts left it off late and then they hit the bar. But there was a couple of incidents early on that I wanted to mention uh, specifically. A, a couple of really dodgy passes. Oh, they were awful. The pass backs. Oh my Off. god. <laughs> I don't know what tapping was trying oh, to do. That's yeah. a that's a nightmare pass. That that's a suicidal pass. No wonder the... we lost the charity vet with that type of defending. Oh, bloody! Passing that across the, the face of the D. 
I, I, I really don't understand what he was trying. It's a last. It's silly. And then Hamill was similar. It's just, it's just a last. That ball, that ball across the, the the back of the D is just a last ball you play in any situation, man. It's mental. Yep. Yep. I agree. Young team though, young inexperienced team. Don't know. Maybe that's got a part to play as well. Saying that, I thought Hearts looked decent going forward, um, which I think's maybe, I think's maybe the only sort of, only sort of glimmer of light. The fact that they've got. They've got decent attacking options going forward. Stevenson, again, a single-handedly. A wee bit like... Reminds me a wee bit of what Lee McCulloch was doing last season. He's kind of one of these senior guys that seems to be dragging a lot of the younger guys along with him and, and, and leading by example because he's he's generally involved in most of the, the, the stuff that Hearts do that's pretty good. So I think as, as long as you can sort of keep him fit and playing, um, certainly going forward, they've got half a chance. I, mean, I, don't, I think they've got a decent keeper as well. It just seems to be the um, some of the lads have got playing at the back at the minute and the front and the back four are maybe not um, maybe not just as experienced as they need to be because they're, I mean, they're looking too many daft goals and you can't I mean, you can't when the position they're in you can't even doing that you need to be keeping it tight at the back and hoping to nick one or two going forward but just doesn't seem to be happening for Hearts at the minute. Yeah, but I suppose it's it's a point. It's a point against somebody who could be seen mm. as one of their, their potential relegation rivals and Kilmarnock lost. So they've made a wee bit of ground up on Kilmarnock there. Kilmarnock lost 2-0 against Motherwell. Aye, I mean... Wait, that... uh, John Sutton scoring a wee... A cheeky diving header. That's the kind of diving header I do. It's like a header and you kind of fling yourself after you've connected. A terrible <laughs> header, wasn't it? It's, it's like, obviously we did in installments to get a connection with that... Uh connection with that ball but he um, big daft Henry Annier cost me 40 quid on Saturday because I had, oh. I had something to score first Motherwell to win one nothing, and it was looking oh. brilliant up to two minutes to go and that big fud manages to manages to skip everyone from nowhere <laughs> can you believe us listen to the radio can you believe us cursing him big idiot man I've seen it on the TV as well it's such a lucky take such a, such a dick 40 quid right down the drain <laughs> But no, I was surprised. First goal since September, they were saying. Aye, well, I, I was surprised. I was surprised we got a win Saturday. We've not scored in the last three. And uh, we've kind of were a wee bit under strength as, as well at the minute. A couple of players missing. And he'd, swat, he'd mixed the team up again. He'd played McFadden first half and hooked him at half time. I mean, that, that, the way that it's gone for that boy, I don't think he's going to be. He's not going to be in the starting squad. Um, very soon, so he's uh, he's gonna have to pull his, his finger out a wee bit. So he mixed the team up a wee bit to begin with, and, and Nani are starting the bench as well. So um, I don't know, but young Craig Moore came in. He had two or three decent chances first half as well. And if he'd if he'd stuck one of them away, then uh, I think uh, I think he might have kept Nani on the bench for the ninety minutes. But it's good, it's good to win, it's good a way win for us because we were we we're kind of struggling a wee bit. Kamarnik away sometimes a sticky one for us, so gets us back on track a wee bit ahead of the cup game at the weekend. I was just about to ask actually, Greg, about that boy Moore. He looked kind of decent in the highlights. Is ah, he's been he's been uh, brilliant for the for the under twenties. He's been he's been banging the goals and he came on a couple of weeks ago against I think it was Hearts. I came on against Hearts first touch of the boy rifled into the roof of the net. So he's he's a real live wire and by his standards, the chances he had on Saturday should have been there's at least. Uh, one or two of them must have been making the keeper work a wee bit harder but I quite like him he's a bit greedy as well there's a couple of occasions he could have bottled it and, and passed it to Sutton but he, he was he was confident enough to take it on so I think if he gets a wee uh, a wee run in the side then and, and a wee bit of game time he could be one to watch for the future as well because again he's still he's pretty young so it's it's one of these the, the, the more chances he gets in that first team and coming off the bench and whatnot and if he's getting a goal here and there I think you might find he's the He's the backup man on the bench, pretty soon. So the the first game of the weekend, and it was on the telly box, it was St Mirren Hibs, and I felt a wee bit sorry for Butcher during the week when he got the two-match ban for incident at Inverness. It was at the time when he was uh, standing over the player screaming at him. I can't remember exactly. I don't know, he gets banned for that many things these days, Butcher, if it's not punching <laughs> duggets or shooting the ball at players or kicking things a bit. Aye, so I thought it was harsh that he was going to be banned, but then they appealed, so he managed to make it to the dugout for the game. I watched a little bit on the telly, but something really frustrated me, and it wasn't the fact that it was a nil-nil. It was a, it was the low winter sun. Aye. It's difficult to watch the telly when you've got a, a massive bits of the pitch in shade, and then you've got massive bits that are just like really bright sunshine. It just makes it really difficult. I don't know, the camera doesn't really pick it up very well, the difference... 
So I don't enjoy that. I don't enjoy watching live football when it's like that. It's difficult, when, especially when the ball gets hit from the sunlight into the shade and the camera takes a wee second or two to adjust. So nothing to do with the, the teams, but it's just the, the winter sun. Aye, Billy Dodds was bumping his gums about that as well. He was at the... Um, he was at that game and he was saying that he couldn't make a call on some decisions because the, cause the sun was in his eyes. So I too busy yeah, chopping and pies and free ticket, the parasite. Any excuse for his poor commentary anyway? Oh, he's, bo- he's another one that's awful. Nah, he's, back, he's back in the sports scene again. I don't, I don't know. They must be shorter. They must be shorter punters in sports scene. He's on every other week now. That other guy that's on. Who was the other guy who was last night? Michael Stewart. He's, Michael not, Stewart. he's not much better either. He's got the Aye. personality of an empty bottle of ginger. You would think there must, be, there must be someone decent they could have on sports scene that would give a good summary. Greg's looking for a, a gig. I can, I, you know, you can't do any worse because I mean these two. I mean the two clowns last night. What a double act that was watching these two uh, stumbling and bumbling over their lines. Chronic. Aye, they don't. They don't tell you anything different from what you can see yourself. Yeah, right. It's like give us a, Correct. Give us a bit of insight. Here's give what, us some. Here's what you've just seen with your own eyes. I'm going to tell you, but I'm going to tell you what you've just seen with your own eyes. I'm, I'm not going to tell you half it because the sun was in my eyes, so I couldn't see it. I couldn't see that uh, penalty decision because the sun was in my eyes. Oh, you've just watched it on the TV, you fuds. What do you think? Waste of time. You know who I really be bit away from Scottish football, but Hoddle, Glenn Hoddle. I was watching him on Sky yesterday, and he, at times he was getting a bit technical. He was overrunning at times, but... I thought he was really good. I thought he was given he was given a really good insight into to where defenders should be and like and why they should be there. I thought that was good. He he definitely did not just explain what had happened uh, from a layman's point of view. He went in in depth and really shown what knowledge he has of the game. Yeah. So I really liked him. He's not the most likable person. Ah, he's, he's a bit of a, but, he's a bit of a dop. But I, I like I like when they've got actual. Um, I, I like when I mean Stephen Thompson's example. We always drag it on here because he he's pretty good. He's clearly pretty eloquent and he can he can get his point across. But the fact that he's involved in the games, I'd rather hear for somebody that was involved in the game and he can tell you a wee bit about what was actually happening on the pitch as opposed to two guys that are just you know like you and I have just watched a game and ugh, it's just I can't be bothered with Ron. Jobs for, jobs for the boys. Yes, it's jobs crap. Total crap. But I mean, Billy Dodds. I mean, Billy, of all the folk that could get, Billy Dodds. Uh, it's because no one will take him on as a manager. <sighs> God. It's been surprises Try me as well when they don't know the rules. When they go in there and they, they don't know the rules, they, they're, they're players that have played the game. And yet they don't they don't really know more than what we do when we're talking. It's, that's what I want from it. I want, I want a wee bit of the, the rules what... The rule book says I want them to tell me what referees tell them. Yeah. For example, referees talk throughout the game, all throughout the game, linesmen as well. I'm wanting them to impart that wee bit. Uh, I don't want them just to say, oh, the referee's giving them a warning. What does the referee say to you in that instance? How many chances does he give you? That kind of thing. I'm wanting a wee bit of personal experience to be brought across, but you rarely get that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they should, they should get... Uh, Kenny Shields was doing the Alba thing a wee back. They should get him on. Get him on. Because like, at least Aye. he's going to have a wee bit of personality and have a, and have a wee dig and a laugh and a joke. Because that's what you want to hear. You just don't want to hear this same rubbish trotted out time and time again. Or go and get Pat Fenlon on it. Get him on it and ask him what really happened to Hibs. You know, that's the sort of stuff you want to be hearing about. Not these two clowns regurgitating Aye. something you've just watched. I'll tell you what I enjoyed uh, tonight, the, the Rangers game. Craig and Gavin Ray at half time they got presented with a smoky. Oh I get and like, all right, here, have the smoky. And uh, oh, who's the who's the guy that does a presenting? Is it Daryl Curry? Anyway, the, the presenter said to them, Right, that's you, you've got the uh, smoky uh, dig in guys and they both just looked at it and uh Cregan said something like, uh, I'd love to and then they both just stood there and looked at it. What they didn't need neither of them wanted it oh, but they didn't want to say Smokers are quality. Aye, that's, and then they went up my... to back up to Derek and Gary McAllister, and then uh, Derek was saying, "Oh, I'm jealous. Uh, I, I'm not getting uh, any of that smoky. I've had to make do with a mince pie." And then Gary McAllister saying, "Oh, wait a minute, this is a steak pie I've got here." <laughs> and Derek says, ah, "I've not started eating mine after what happened the other week. There was an incident with him. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it when he had. Well, Gary McAllister described it as five pies." <laughs> But I was speaking to a guy, and I'm sure that he had at least two. 
He got caught the camera <laughs> with his two flies. <laughs> I contacted him on Twitter and asked him what had happened about what the, what the pie banter was during the game. And he replied back and he said something like, long story. I think he was quite annoyed at the camera. I think he's been a bit embarrassed by that. He's not the type of guy you'd expect to be guzzling five pies. Billy Dodds, on the other hand, wouldn't surprise me if you caught him munching five pies in a wanna. But uh, Derek Ray's above that sort of thing. <laughs> but let's face it, one pie's never enough. Oh, I don't know. One pie does me, Greg. Aye. Oh, we we oh, spoke about pies last week, didn't we? Pies I, we'd like to have a pie section. Aye, I think the pie section, the wrestling section, but now we're a beer section. By the, by the end of this season, we won't be talking about any football. Just need to cut the football chat out of this. You might get the aye. listeners up a bit. I think so, aye. aye I still got a tweet about the, the WWF chat. Oh, I a tweet during the week. So that, that's one more tweet than I got talking about the aye. football. I will have a few Americans listening soon. Aye. The big show, he'll be listening. He'll, I'm sure he'll like it. He'd, he'd, he'd demolish a few pies. Oof. I've seen him jump off the top rope and break the ring. <laughs> the ring just collapsed. Oh. But anyway, this isn't the WWF section. Oh, it's a pie section. So going back to pies anyway, I still want to try the pie at St Johnston. If, has anyone tried this chorizo and steak pie? Uh, John, you know what the problem is, right? The What's problem, the problem? Is it's, a, it's a special. Aye, Disney, so it's not it on doesn't all the time. exist. That's the problem. Everything's up there saying, I'm going to get one of these chorizo pies. And it's never on. I had a blooming vegetable pie the last time I was there. And it was honking. Vegetable pie? It was honking. Oh, a vegetable pie. Ran, we they ran out of everything else. Could they get a mince pie? Could they get a steak pie? Vegetable pie. Honking. Vegetable pie? That's, that's a curry pie. That's at McDermott pie. Park. Because they didn't have the chorizo. That's what I was looking forward to. Curry they, pie's still good. They don't curry exist. Pie. Chorizo pies don't exist. Aye, oh, I think it's a, it would be really good, but I don't know if it would be a bit oily. You know, chorizo is a bit oily. As long as you like fried, that, really sure. as long as you fried it off first, you'd be alright. Aye, yeah, they've got a but, chef section as well. <laughs> Aye, but see, you want some of that oil stop that dripping out the pie when you take a bite. I can't, oh, I, but you always pies are always greasy anyway at the football. It, it can't it just be chorizo in it though. Must be chorizo oh, and mince steak meat. Chorizo. Oh, it's steak, steak and chorizo. chorizo. Oh, steak and chorizo. I mean, that sounds like a winner. Aye, I'd, um, I'd give that a go. Right, what we'll do I'd, is we'll I'd pay good money for that. Well, no, don't say that, John, because what right, I would right. say is we've talked it up enough, surely they're going to send us a sample. Well, maybe that's what all, all the teams in the in Scotland should maybe kind of send us some pies to sample. Correct. They'd need to send three because I'm in my kitchen and you, you, you're not coming around, you're not invited to my kitchen, so you're going to have to stay in your own houses. Oh, three pies. Well, Greg, you can come down to mine and we'll share the pies, right? Oh, pal, we'll do that. We'll take it week of... come over. Take it week of... Brenda, what's that? Bring a homebrew done. We'll make a night. Yeah. Homebrew done. I'll have the Brazilian stuff, some Argentinian stuff. Aye. Aye. See how you like that, Craig. Aye. <laughs> I'll sit with my tenants. Aye. Right, back to the football. I think that's us covered the games in the, the Premiership. Uh, we mentioned Inverness beating St. Johnson. Surprised me. I think it was... Um, who was it that took, took charge of that? Was it Duncan Shearer? Ah, he looks as though he's had a few oh. pies as well. You see him on the TV? It's a blast. Holy <laughs> man. It's a bit oh, twenty stone. A legend. He, he's not interested in the job, but he says he doesn't want it. But no. I'm, su- I'm surprised they've still not got anyone here. I thought the international break would be a perfect time to like find someone, but it's maybe a good thing they're not rushing in and just employing someone for the sake of it. They're taking their time. Aye, there's no panic in Vanessa still winning. Um like you're saying, does Duncan Shearer not take, is he not in charge of the youths up there? Is he not in charge of the youth football? I think they said that last night. So he's probably quite happy doing that. It's a pretty cushy number as well. You end up stepping up to that job and then it's nothing but grief and pressure. So he's probably quite happy doing what he's doing. But I think Inverness are doing the right thing. Like you're saying, John, they're just they're taking their time and getting the right man and they're not going to rush in the point. You know, the first guy that falls off the Scottish managerial merry-go-round looks as though they're casting a net a wee bit wider, which is, which is good to see as well. We've got a fresh yeah. son. Trying to think sure who did have... John Robertson. John Robertson was throwing his hand oh, around. Uh, oh, he's no there. hand. He's, he's been there before. It's just because he lives up there. Jeez. Uh, uh, Kenny Shields. Uh, it's an obvious Ken, one. But then, Kenny Shields is the obvious then Kenny Shields one. Kenny Shields is available right now. If see if Kenny Shields was the man for a job. Kenny Shields would have had that job a week ago. The fact of not appointed Kenny Shields is probably an indication that they're looking at somebody else because he's well, it's going to cost him a bean for a kick-off and he's ready to start any time. So if he was the guy that's allegedly the front-runner, 
can't see what the delay would be. I've, I've got a feeling they might go for somebody a wee bit out of left field, somebody that's not as um, not as recognisable, maybe as the as, as the same guys that have just sort of lost jobs recently. But I don't know who. I was wondering. I was wondering. You know how like uh, I don't know if Craig Levine is still favourite, but is Craig Levine still getting paid by the SFA? I don't think so. That, I'm sure they came that, to a deal. They came to a deal. So I wonder whether uh, he wanted the money now and they didn't want it, but I'm sure they came to a deal. Yeah, I'm not convinced Levine. I'm not convinced Levine would be the would be the guy for that job. So I don't know whether he'd be expecting some sort of money to be spending in terms of transfer. Because what I understand, in Inverness, they did not post a profit last year for the first time in like a long time. They've, they've been running at a loss for a wee while. So I don't think there's. Don't think there's going to be a whole lot of money sloshing about up there. No keys inheriting a decent squad, but a lot of these managers will come in expecting a wee bit of cash to spend in January and freshening it up. And I don't think that's maybe the case for Inverness. Aye, aye. I don't think I would enjoy that job just for the location, really. Oh, I'd love that. I'd be up there in a heartbeat. I think it's up. Aye, it's supposed to be a lovely place, isn't it? Oh, man. Up, up, up the Black Isle somewhere like that. Oh, mate. You're missing it. No, no. I like to be. Central Scotland does me. Oh, dearie me. Wonder. Let me see who's linked with the job now. Anyone? Let's be. Let's see. Mitt Bookie. What the odds are of Mitt Bookie? There's a whole load of weird names being linked to this last week or so. Somebody was sitting odds on. I thought it was a strange one as well. I mean, they've had everything for Richie Form, who's who's just I saw Richie Foran, I just been up in court two weeks ago for hiding for the police. So he's unlikely to get it. To I to guys like Kenny Shields and Craig Levine, and there was a two or three names mentioned last week that came out of sort of left field, and I thought it was kind of strange. Um, I kind of think hiding for the police. Ah, he was he was in a Richie Forns. Oh, he's some boy. He was at Inverness and he um, he got into a bit of a scrap, a bit of a punch up, and uh, the police had turned up. So he'd done a runner and uh, tried to hide under a motor. <laughs> As you do. Obviously, they didn't have a lot of trouble finding him. His feet were probably sticking at the end. So he was charged with charged with all sorts of stuff. I was up in court a couple of weeks ago. He's as daft as a brush, Richie Forn. And you Kenny Shields' favourite now. Oh, yeah. Who's? Aye, Kenny Shields' favourite, aye. Uh, Bookie, I've got Kenny Shields' favourite now, 2-1. to one, And Craig Levine's out to 8-1 to one now. I'm sure Craig Levine at one point was 1-2. I mean, that's a 2-1 t- for, yeah, for a favourite. Tends to suggest they're not very confident that Kenny Shields is going to get it either, because no. you're the generally odds-on if, if you've got a sniff of who's getting that job. So it sounds as though maybe Inverness are going to pull a rabbit out of the hat. Here's a... Here's a Maybe a good outside bet. John Hartson at sixty six to one. He's been wanting the I think he's been wanting a manager job for a while. Ah, well he, he jacked oh, in the assistant match of the day. He jacked in the assistant manager thing at Wales just recently. And there's all Aye. sorts of rumours that he'd been maybe looking at getting a job somewhere else. And I'm sure I heard that, John. I'm sure that, I don't know if it was maybe Inverness, I think it was maybe the Hibs yeah. job at the time. I think I heard talk that his wife's from up that way. Ah, you could, could be right, mate. You could be, because it was definitely... Yeah, I, could be one. I, think he's, I think he's got TV work. He's getting involved in match of the day, I think, with Hansen looking to step down or, or be sacked, whatever story you believe. I think he's looking for that gig. Ah, he's good. He's good at the TV. I like him as a summariser, Hartson. Good big He seems like a good, a decent big guy. Yep, yep, I agree. But then, who knows? Right, we'll move on anyway. Uh, I mean, it's only it's Inverness we're talking about here. Let's who cares? Let's move on. <laughs> They'll be done in the first division just shortly, anyway. So, don't worry about right, it. We'll move on to the the championship. And John had been uh, hyping this match for weeks, for months. <laughs> Hamilton against Dundee. <laughs> and Dundee won it three 0 Quite a straightforward victory for them. But it's, unfortunately, it wasn't on a telly box, so I've not seen any of it. So I can't comment on the game itself. Uh, the other end of the table, Morton, Alan Moore's been relieved of his duties. Uh, I think the their highlight of the season was against Celtic, and other than that, they're sitting bottom. Aye, they're toiling. Nine points. Aye. So we might we might discuss them a wee bit later when we're looking at the charity bit, because obviously coming up in cup action. Let's see who the, who's the favourite for that job now. Morton job. David Hopkin, it's player, it's Morton player. He's one to two. I don't know. Well, Martin's a decent sized club. Sleeping giant, Martin. I can't believe that. <laughs> if you like spending your time with junkies and glue sniffers, Martin's right up your street. <laughs> oh. Oh. I hope there's no last. Oh, Harry Scott won't be happy. How? He's some greener kind of generally. Oh. Is he? Tells you all you need to know. Aye. 
Billy Reid. He's second at eight to one. Billy Reid. That fat. Highlight his highlight of his career was, was was do you remember I think they played I think it was Motherwell they were playing and they scored and he tried to swing and the dug it and broke it he pulled the he pulled the, the face off the dug it I remember that God's <laughs> that's all I remember of Billy Reid fat clown oh. and I see this well here's another one Marco Rajamaki he's in running it's Martin player he's just in because he's a fan's favourite. Mm. I know, I know, I know a Morton fan, and I think Marco Rajabaki is his favourite player that's ever played for Morton. But, no. Oh. Uh, oh, no, that's that. Nacho Novo, 50 to 1. <laughs> <laughs> Nacho, Nacho Novo. Novo. Oh, dear. Oh, God. He's likely just about everything, that boy, isn't he? Oh, dear. He's oh. a future Rangers manager, what? surely. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. He'd, he, oh, he, he'll be that's up made, singing the party tunes. Aye, that's made my night. Nacho Novo as a manager. You've got to be having a laugh. Oh, dear. And he's to keep himself busy. He's, he's renting a quote at the moment. Is he not playing for East Fife? He's banging the goals in. <laughs> not really. But he scored anyway. Right. Well, aye. I like Novo. I like him. Now he's playing for Morton. Is it Morton he's playing for? Aye. He's oh. Scored, well, he's scored once. It's not oh. really banging the goals in, but I've seen it scored before. I've just read actually, like, see, uh, David Hopkins been named as interim manager at Morton. So get your money at one to two there on him. <laughs> if he's one to two for the job and he's interim manager, that sounds a good bet to me. Well, I don't know. Novo, I'm sure he was a boyhood Morton fan. Oh, fine. Well, that's kissed that's the rumour I heard. Probably kisses the badge. What it is, that's <laughs> what he is. He's one of those badge kissers. Oh, no. Oh, I hate these folk that kiss the badge as if they've loved that team all their life. Oh, aye, that's what Novo said. He said he was a Rangers fan when he was younger. Aye, I'm sure he was a Dundee fan as he was younger as well and whoever else he played for. Right, so in League One, the seven-goal thriller, I guess, air against Dennis Muir was a big game there. Uh, League Two, there was 23 goals over the five games and in 4-4 with Sterling Albion, Peterhead winning 5-0 at Queen's Park. Montrose 3-3 with Elgin. Plenty of goals in League 2. That's where it was this weekend. That's where all the action was. Queen's Park, again, a possibility. Are they playing in the Cup the weekend? If they are, they're a possibility. No, they're not. Oh, well. I was looking for a possibility for a charity bet, but they're not even playing. Ah, they get popped out, did they? Right, looking ahead to the upcoming games. And Tuesday night, we've got Celtic against AC Milan. And it's live on Sky Sports 4. I might watch it. I'm not really sure. What about the, what about the two years? No, I won't see it. I'm going to a gig tomorrow night. Nah, no for me. Not interested. I've got painting to do. Too much painting to do. Watching I'm going to watch paint, paint dry. dry. Nah, just I think I think it's all done and dusted for Celtic in the Champions League. To be honest, I don't. I think it, I think the game might be a wee bit of a damp squib. To be honest. Aye, they blew it against Ajax. Yep. That was. If they could have got a result in Amsterdam, then they'd have had a chance of getting through in second place. I know they can still get into the Europa League, but you'd make more money getting through to the, the knockout stages in the Champions League than you do even getting to the final in the Europa League, I think. Yeah. Uh, they don't They don't want to be in the Europa League. You want to be getting through to the knockout stages. Ah, yes. At least it's still European football, and there's a chance you do get a big team in Europa. But yes, it's, it's not, not the sexy competition. It's not the same. And I don't. I mean, I don't think the, the rest of the clubs in the SPL get any sort of windfall. Because um, we got a windfall last year for them reaching the reaching the knockout stages. I don't think the same thing applies yep. with the Europa League. So if I'm not getting any money at it. I don't care. I think I'll watch it. I, th- I think uh, I quite enjoy watching Celtic in Europe. And uh, despite what people say in the forum about me about me not supporting Celtic I don't see a problem in that I watch it and I like to see how they get on I definitely don't cheer them on but I'll be watching that the highlights at the very least I I can't see them getting anything against Milan to be honest they they were very unlucky to lose San Siro but I think Milan the players they've got are better than Celtic's squad Milan they, they underperformed vastly in that game and I just don't think it'll happen again. Aye, I was reading Balotelli's uh, looking forward to the the fans' reaction, and I think that that just says it all. Uh, Balotelli can turn a game in a, in a blinking eye if he wants, if he's in the mood. And by the sounds of it, he's wanting the fans to rile him up to get him in the mood, and I think that's what'll happen. 
I think Celtic have got a chance tomorrow night. Milan are so? terrible, terrible form just now. I mean, I think they've gone five games without a win. They're sitting about mid-table in the Italian league. They're not. They're not a great. They're not a, a good side these days. Yeah, I mean, Milan. They've got. They've got a couple. They've got a few good individuals, but I think Celtic with a home crowd behind them have got a chance. The only thing that pits me off is I don't think Celtic are playing very well just now. And they, they, they started at the weekend against Aberdeen and then Dundee United as well. A couple of weeks ago, they, they huffed and puffed. They were rotten against Ajax. I, I just I think had they been getting into Celtic been in this game in a wee bit of a better, um, a better run of form, I think they may have been a bit more confident. But I, I, I think it's a... And, and compared to seasons gone by, it's a, it's a slightly poorer Celtic side. And I agree with you, Craig. I think Milan, if they need to just go there and grind out a one nothing, they could probably do that without without too much bother. I think it will suit them being the away side as well. So, no, nah, I don't... Yep. Maybe I'd draw tomorrow. I, I can't see Celtic getting a, getting a win out of that. So, Celtic's last game after this is against Barcelona at the Camp Nou. So, I can't see them getting anything from that, despite beating them at Celtic Park last time around. Uh, last season, sorry. But uh, I think this is... It. I think that if they want to have any aspirations of finishing second, they need to beat Milan. Who knows? Well, rewind a bit because we forgot to mention Norway against Scotland. Oh, a big international friendly. Another incons- inconceivable result. It really is. It's just we were absolutely cheap. rotten. <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> it. I don't understand how this happened. What happened? How we were we were outplayed <laughs> almost start to finish, and then Scott Brown, the the villain. <laughs> scored, scored. Cracking, uh, cracking well finish as well. Goal. Really good finish for a guy that could, uh, that could have went anywhere, but yep. he tucked that away in the corner. I yep. was gobsmacked. That was a good finish. Gobsmacked last. So uh, he went from kicking out at a player yep. and me thinking, yep. what is he up to? He, he shouldn't be in the pitch. Oh, I think just shaking my head at him basically, and then he comes and scores a goal like that, where it would have been so easy to swipe at it. And uh, if that was me, Greg, you know this. I would have swiped it wide. I know where that ball was going. It was sailing right over the stands. My shot would have been a bit like Ambrose's shot for Celtic. But I I don't know if you've seen that in the highlights. I I, I just think it's inconceivable at the moment the luck that we're carrying. And Craig Levine must be sitting in the house just now going, oh, for goodness sake, if I did that luck, then I wouldn't have got a job just now. Because it is kind of true. I mean, that game there last week, we were outplayed for the majority of the 90 minutes. Yep, we've scraped a result. We've kind of done the stuff that Scotland used to do, like years and years ago. We weren't that brilliant, but we could go and get a result somewhere. And I, I just, I've got a really good, I've got a really positive uh, feeling about having Strachan in charge now. I think the guy and his approach and his attitude is just, I think it's sort of enforcing that sort of positivity that you sometimes need just to get that wee rubbery green and that wee bit of luck that we've not had for the last 10-15 years, he seems to be the guy that's going to bring that. He's like a wee lucky leprechaun or something, isn't he? Like a wee lucky wee guy that's bringing us a wee, <laughs> bringing us a wee bit of magic or something. On the wee guys, on the wee guys. Is the, have the new rankings been released yet? Because that's two good results. What, USA, they're above well, us at, they were above us at the rankings, I'm sure. Norway must have been, I would think, above us. Or Yeah, I would have thought yeah, so. Yeah, I think they were. The only thing is, I was reading that uh, we're not we're looking to either stay where we are or go up or down one. That was it. That's what I heard. We were more or less staying where we were. I don't think oh, we there was a great oh. change. I don't think it was kind of much of muchness. We didn't get down, so I guess that's yeah. So Sorry. after all the, the the hype about Boyd, he didn't even get a game. What's uh, the point in taking him if you're not even going to play him? Ah, hey, just for just to say get up here. Um, <laughs> that's what he gets for walking out in Scotland previously. They'll probably quit again. Get Stevie uh, in the squad now. Uh, tell you somebody that I spotted that I liked, Conway. There was a time when he was running down the wing and he got by one player and then he got by another player and he was taken out and he went down and it was almost in the same motion that he went down. He got back up on his feet and I thought, oh, wait a minute, here he's going to react. But the reason he got back up on his feet so quickly is because he wanted to take the free kick quickly. Yeah. See that attitude? I really like that. I like that you have a, a tricky winger who is inevitably going to get taken out. He accepts that. He's, I, don't, I don't know if he's, if he's like that all the time, but in that game, he accepted that he was taken out. He wasn't fussed by it, and he got on with it. It's, it's almost like he accepted that's his job, I thought, to take the odd 
Phil. I think that's the, the striking thing rubbing off as well. I think, you know, it's just it's just this it's, it's a different attitude now with that Scotland squad. You look as though they're going out there and they're, they're trying hard to get a win, to get a win for a manager and a win for a supporters. Whereas under Levine at times, you kind of looked around that squad and it was guys that were kind of looking at one another for somebody to go and take the game by the scruff of the neck and lead by example. And if you look at the squad now and the teams that they set up now, you've got a clutch of players in each of those sides that are just, they're going out there and they're determined to win the game. Whereas in, 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 in campaigns gone by, I think that's what Scotland as a side have been missing. That's a wee bit of drive and determination. We never looked as though we were confident that we could get and get something. Whereas I think under Strachan now, he's instilling this this a belief in them that's maybe been missing for a wee while. And it's it's in it's embodied in exactly that sort of attitude. That's just a get up and get in about the attitude. It's exactly what Strachan used to do as a player. Nippy winger, he get kicked up, kicked up and down the park. That was his game. That's what he did. I think there's a wee bit of that rubbing off in the players as well. One thing we need to start looking at the defence. Right now we're punching above our weight in terms of the defence. We have Marshall who's playing out his skin for Scotland and as well as, is it Norwich? Uh, I can't remember. No, I was watching him at the weekend. Cardiff. Cardiff. I was watching him at the weekend and some of the saves he was making, he was keeping them in the game. So we've got a really good keeper. We've got McGregor as well to come in. So we're solid there. Defensively, I, I don't know what we need to do because we've got Hutton. Too often I say, look, I really like him, I really like him, but I really need to start seeing results from him. I need to start seeing a wee bit more from him. Whitaker, I like him, but not on the left. I would much rather have Wallace there. I was watching the, the Rangers game again tonight and Wallace, he had a few chances on goal. He, he, he just goes in these crazy runs and yet gets back without... It looks as if he's not even ran anywhere. He's just—he's got all the puff to do that. Even up to the 90th minute, you run up and down that line. I'd have Wallace here left back, and the centre defence—I don't know. I don't know. I've not seen enough yeah. of Greer to say if he's the the man to take us forward. I, I worry about us in that, these, that position these, right now. We're doing okay. These two tops have got an error. Just there's no way we can go in the next campaign with those two as, as the first choice centre back. Because yep. Big Hanley's. I think it was somebody on, I think it was maybe Chris on Twitter that made the point. He's just he's that guy, he just gets sucked in. He gets sucked in a forward with a ball and they turn him and he's gone. That's him in the forward three goals. And he's done it umpteen times. I don't I don't fault the guy's effort, I don't fault his honesty. I just think at that level he's too he's too cavalier, he's too gung ho in that position. I think you need a couple of sort of older, more experienced heads in there, but still guys that have got a few years left in them, and we've talked on this before, but I'd, I'd rather see Mulgrew sitting in there at, at, at centre-half along, alongside somebody else who's got decent experience, because these two guys, okay, they're young and, and all the rest of it, I just don't think, for that position, I don't think you can get away with that level of experience in there. In the middle of the park and up front, maybe, but not on that, not on that back four. I think you're saying you need a good, solid back four in front of what I've, we've got two really good keepers, if you can get that, then just get them to do the simple things. Deal with the balls, deal with the players that's coming in and get rid of the ball, get to the midfield and let them go forward. But I don't, I think we're too haphazard at the back with those two. I can't, I just can't see us going into a campaign with, um, with those two guys as the centre-back pair. Uh, what about Caldwell? What's the, what's the chat with him? Because I've tried to look up and it doesn't look like he's played for Wigan this season. <laughs> Is he back? I, th- I think he's probably, is he not still injured maybe? Well, he must be. He must be because he's still the club captain, Aye. as far as I'm aware. Aye, he had been playing. Uh, weekend. Russell, See, I think that he could be the the type of guy that you're talking about coming in. Uh, if he was to come in alongside Hanley, I know you mentioned Mulgrew there, but to get somebody like Caldwell who's been there and done it, and somebody who can and guide a player through the game and and allow a defender to get sucked in, because. Yes. At the end of the day, you, you, you want a bit of that. You, you don't want a defender to get sucked in and be beaten, but you want a player, a defender, who is willing to, to take a risk now and again to go out, meet the attacker and intercept the ball. If, as Russell long as you've got somebody behind them. Russell Martin's been playing at centre-back recently for us. He's looked all right. Maybe he's the one that would be a, maybe more experienced in terms of looking after Hanley. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We are short of options, though, at centre-back, definitely. You look, but you look, at the, you look at the Aberdeen pair, and you look at the likes of um, uh, Russell Anderson and, and um, what's his name, used to play for Motherwell, Reynolds, somebody like Reynolds. that. You know, they get, get a pair and they play together week in, week out. 
and, and play them because at that position you just need somebody to deal just deal with the situation in front of them they don't need to be the best football players in the world but they need to be clued up positional they want to know where the where their other partner centre back partners playing all the time and if you pick a club pairing that are playing week in week out I think that's as good a solution as two guys that don't play in the same side other than half a dozen games a year especially in defence you need yeah. players that know look at that old Arsenal defence for years ago and it was brilliant because it was the four guys that played every single week and they instinctively knew where everybody else was. So they all stepped up and played offside because everybody knew what the other guy was doing. And that, in terms of defences, over the years, that's about as good a defence as you'll ever see at anywhere club level. I remember yeah. a while back we had Presley and Webster playing at centre-back yeah. together. Yep. They were playing at Hearts and obviously going back further. Uh, Willie Miller and Alan McLeish playing together. I think it works. I think in, in Scotland. I think in that position, it's it's more about it's not so much about being the best centre half in the country. It's about being the best or the most effective pairing, and that's that that's the thing for me. It's it's, it's one of these key roles that you need the guy playing alongside you to know exactly what you're going to be doing next. Like you're saying, Craig, if somebody's going to get another challenge, then you know they're going to do it. So you cut in behind them and fill in the gap. And it's just knowing instinctively to do that. And I think by playing. Regularly, you get that kind of, you get that kind of uh, understanding between players that maybe picking two guys for two different sides. You know, it's just not the same. It's not just as effective as it might be with guys from the same team. Yep, yep. Uh, it's, it's when we we should be exploring all these ideas in the friendlies. It's, I think I, if I was in charge of FIFA, I would scrap the FIFA rankings for friendlies. Because I think it's putting players and teams that they're scared going into these games because they know it's all about the ranking points yeah. and they can't 100% experiment. But in that game against Norway, we should have been playing something completely different. We should have been going out there. We should have been making wholesale changes yep. at halftime, bringing on players like Boyd. If he's in the squad, bring him on, see what he can do. But instead, Strachan was like, oh, wait, well, we've got this lead. We might want to keep this lead because well, we're getting outplayed, so we can't be bringing on a luxury player just, like Boyd who'll do nothing rather than score. Strachan has to be kind of smart about this as well because we've got we've got this ahead of steam we've built up, this momentum we've built off, off the back of decent results. He doesn't want to undo that by going and chucking an inexperienced side out there and ended up on the wrong end of a sore one. And by the same token, maybe not so much the Norway game, but certainly the, the, the US game, maybe he's trying out teams and formations that can just go out and soak up a bit of pressure because in the next campaign, there might be a couple of sides at the top of that group that we come up against and the way to play them is just to put a side out there that can maybe grind out a nothing each or grind out a draw or just keep it tight at the back. Perhaps he's looking at doing that sort of thing with these games as opposed to maybe going gung-ho and perhaps getting a sore one at the back, it might just be a case of saying, well, let's try this and see if we can spend a, spend that 90 minutes against a superior side, but no concede a goal or keep it tight or grind something out, because it's the opportunity to try and do that as well. Let's but, uh, our most successful spell recently was based on a team that was hard to beat, mm-hmm. uh, a team that was set out defensively yep. and to really pick off the opposition with the, the one or two chances it will, yep. will inevitably get. Yep. Yeah, Not nice to watch, but well, I suppose hey, the, the result's nice to watch. See if we end up at a final as a, a European Championship, who cares what the qualifying campaign's been like? See if you need to go and watch a dozen nothing each draws in order to get us there. Who cares? As long as you're there. That's, oh, that's, that's the only time. thing we're looking for just now. We're just looking for qualification. Anywhere would be an incredible achievement. This increase in teams... And we've got to have a good chance. Yeah. We've got to. That's a, a wee bit of hope there. Right, we'll move on because we should really get to the, the Scottish Cup games that's taking place this weekend. We've got a, a TV fixture on Saturday lunchtime. We've got Falkirk against Rangers on Sky Sports 2 at quarter past 12. And then on Sunday, we've got Hearts versus Celtic at 3 o'clock on BBC One Council Telly. What about, is the Friday night game not on TV? Not as far as I could see, John. It's, Why is it on Friday night then Dundee right Come on. Is it, that is ridiculous. Is it maybe in Alba or something? No, Alba's usually... Well, Dundee are playing on the Saturday at home. Aye, that's oh, right. So, so unless it's simply because, be. because of that, because yep. the police won't allow it. Yep. 
why not have it on the Sunday then, as opposed to a Friday night? I mean, a Friday night, quarter eight, Kilmarnock fans are going to have to be like, Kilmarnock fans are going to have to leave their work early to get there. That's going to impact on the crowd. Yep. Uh, you, want, yep, you, wonder who make, you wonder who makes these decisions. So, I, so big ties that jump out to me are Aloha against Stirling, a bit local rivalry there. Albion Rovers, Motherwell. Greg, I know that they're local teams, but is there any rivalry there? No, really, no way. Albion Rovers, no, because I mean, it's been, I mean, they've never really been in the top flight, so I mean, uh, recent years it's been Airdrie and Hamilton, really. But um, it's good to have, a, it's good to have a sort of local derby. It's just a shame they've moved it. They moved the game to, it's going to take place at uh, Aki's ground, well, it used to be in New Douglas Park. Um, so it's a shame they never kept it at Cliftonville because I fancied a wee trip up to up to Coat Bridge. Uh, a proper. Why, they, uh, why did they move? I just capacity. I think uh, Cliftonville is about a thousand. Uh, so moving it to New Douglas Park, they'll probably get maybe two, three times that. So it's it's, it's more money for for Albion Rovers. It's you know bigger crowd in to see the game, get a better stadium, better pitch. So both sides, I think, were were quite keen to move it. But as a as an old school supporter, I quite fancy going back up to to Cliftonville to watch it because that's I don't know if you've ever been to Cliftonville, but it's an absolute dump. Superb. I've drove past oh, it. It's, it's, it looks it looks as, as from the, the facade is just as bad for the outside as it's, it's an absolute dump. And if you get around, if you go to the housing scheme at the back of the ground, you can actually get a get a, um, a boost up onto the wall and watch again for nothing by a bottle of bucky. So if I hadn't got a ticket, that was going to be my backup plan. So uh, good. unfortunately, no. It's been it's been it's been moved to Hamilton, which kind of takes a bit of the shine off. What should be cup ties should just be getting played at these grounds, and no questions about it. Yeah, it's a, it's a shame when they move away. It's, it's a shame for the the home support yes. as well. Yep. Because yep. you've got potentially fans there that are a short walk away, and uh, they're used to making that trip, and then they're having to go to an alien ground. It's it's almost as if it's not a home game I- anymore. Well, it's not. It's a it's a fair it's a fair point. Cause it's kind of. I mean, Coat Bridge is a reasonable distance for Hamilton as well, you know, so it's not uh, it's not exactly just next door or whatever, but um, I I'm sure there'll be a decent crowd in there for that. We generally take a good a good crowd in the cup, so it'll be, it'll be a few more bob for for Albion Rovers than it might have been originally, but to be honest, I've kind of lost that home advantage thing, so I, I, I wouldn't have fancied us going up to Cliftonville, really. It's, it's, it's such a you know, playing surface-wise, it's, it's such a a lottery that we could have we could have struggled. Whereas the the pitch at the pitch at Aki's is pretty good. So Barna Barna disaster. Then we we should go through against uh, against Rovers. That's four all four all top flight ties as well. So mm-hmm. four teams from the top division will be going out. Four big teams going out, which makes it interesting as well. Maybe a chance for a, a wee team to get a good cup run. Yep, aye. Rangers, is that what you're referring to? No, no. no. <laughs> uh, I, I might have a look at see what the, the price is, uh, the Rex, see Aloha against Sterling. Aye, that'd be a good one. I normally enjoyed that when I've, I went to the, the derbies there. That's the thing, for me, the Scottish Cup's always the. the I mean, other than getting to a final and winning and all the rest of it, which is magic, for me, the Scottish Cup's always this round, this first round, because you've got that potentially get a, a wee club away somewhere and you get to go to a Stranra or you get to go to a Brechin or all these places which you don't normally visit and that for football supporters especially like somebody like a team like Motherwell who've been in the Premier League for, for donkeys years we're playing the same teams week in week out we're going to the same grounds that we've been going to for the last 15 years to get that chance to go somewhere else just for one afternoon. That's what that's what puts numbers on the gates because it's something Aye. a bit different again. You know, you get to go and stand, never carry on, and all the rest of it. So it's really that, the cup for me is about this this sort of um, this sort of round with the big teams come in. It's brilliant. It's exciting as well because you know you've maybe got a chance of winning it. That's right. Aye, optimism. Well, Optimism's like... always here the first round, whereas generally by the next round everybody's like oh, another year with winning the cup. But yeah, aye, yeah, it's like you get the, the name comes out of the hat and everybody's excited for it. Right, we'll move on to discuss the charity bet selections because I'm guessing that we're going to have to focus on the Scottish Cup unless we go for League 2. I've got two games, Elgin against Queen's Park and Peterhead against Montrose. So it's largely going to be Scottish Cup. Will I, will I go first and suggest a game go for us? Aye, shall we all pick a team? Right, well, no, I, well, I don't know if we should go for three. John, I don't know if we're that good at this charity bet, Malarkey. 
Well, I was going to mention Inverness against Morton. Oh, John, one to three. One to three. Morton, Aye, Morton's just, struggling. Just throwing it out there. Inverness flying. That should be a that should be a home bank up. Yeah, but we'll keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. See if there's anything else that jumps out. What about Stranraer? Eleven to ten away to Clyde. Stranraer have been going well, battering the goals in. I don't know how Clyde, Clyde, Clyde down struggling a wee bit. Uh, I think Clyde are. Let me double check. Clyde are top of their league. Mm-hmm. Top of the league two. So I don't know, don't know about that one. Just like, you know, what League Two is it's a it's a funny league where there's pretty much no points between. Uh, well, first place and there's four points between first place and sixth place. It's spreading out a little bit now. What about St Mirren? St Mirren are even money at Queen of the South. Oh, I don't know. I like I like Aberdeen at Partick Thistle. I think uh, Aberdeen have, have beaten them twice this season. Second one's a cuffing at Pataudry. Aberdeen are a good cup side. Anytime we've recently ran into Aberdeen in the cup, they've generally disposed of us. They'll take a great big noisy support down there as well. I think it's 65 Aberdeen are quite a um, are quite a good bet in there. Other ones depends. If you want to go odds on, blame me. Aloha. I don't know if I fancy Aloha, John. I, I two to five is really short odds for for a game like that. That could that could easily go the go the other way. You get Dundee United on with Kamarnock thirteen to twenty. The way Dundee United are playing at the moment, and the way Kamarnock are playing, yeah. you would think that's Aye. that's a. We'd be silly not to go for that. Pretty easy. What about silly not to get United in? What about Dundee at home to Raith Rovers ten to eleven? Off the back of winning away to Hamilton last week. Well, Aye, just there. Aye, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know because I think that I'd rather go for an easy one, John. And I don't know if that's. Right, well, if we're talking easy ones, we're talking well, St Johnston. We've mentioned already. Or have we? Did we mention Johnson was Inverness? Don't think we did. Right, well, St Johnson, we 20, didn't St. 25 Johnson. against Livingston. Livingston are six to one. So if you go, if you go home, if you like go easy home teams, you're looking St Johnson, two to five, Inverness one to three, and then I mean the other Dundee ones, well, the other ones Dundee United at the top as well. Right, so that's thirty pound and eighty pence if we went for them three. It's not bad. It's not bad. You would expect all those three sides. To comfortably win that. Stenhouse Muir at home to Fraserburgh as well, four to eleven. That must be some sort of that must be some sort of mismatch in there as well for those sort of odds. Because they're the same yep. as Celtic about the Hearts, but then there's I don't know. I think there's any point risking another team for four to eleven. If you get thirty quid back in that, it's, that's that's a decent return. Aye, that'd be decent. Right, if we went for the uh, if we added Stenhouse Muir in, would be forty two pound. If we stick with the, the treble... I don't know enough about Stenhouse, Muir and, and Fraser Britty make a call on that. It looks as though it's a, it's a sure thing based on the odds, but I don't know enough about either side to call that. Whereas St Johnson at home should be a shoo-in. Inverness at home should be a shoo-in. And Dundee United at home shoo-in. These teams are, yep. these teams are um, really good at home, battering the goals in. Right, I'm happy going with that then. Inverness... Yep. Inverness one to three, Dundee United thirteen to twenty, and St Johnson two to five. Ten pound on that courtesy of McBookie returns thirty pound eighty pence. Great. Have we got a goal scorer bet as well? And the goal scorer bet, I think we should stick with John Daly. He scored seven games in a row. He's won the charity bet for us twice. So I think we should stick with him. It's Rangers against Falkirk. It's not the it's not the usual game for for Rangers. Uh, they're they're playing a, a team division above them, but I still think we should go with John Daly. You might f- I still think we should keep faith. You might find he's, he's, he's no bad odds for that one as well, given they're playing a, a team in the division above. You might find they get a wee extra boost in your, in your money there. But uh, he's done the business twice, so got to stick with him. Sticking with him. Uh, he's the only one that's saving us for embarrassment. Yep. The charity bet. Because, well, I, as Greg will, will probably point out later in the season, so far that uh, if, we'd, if we just simply put that £20 a week, in a bank account into a pot aye <laughs> would be well above the, the 30 pound <laughs> so far but what's the fun in that I know I know aye McBookie are good guys listen McBookie McBookie at the end of the season they'll, they'll round this up to some uh, acceptable figure there's no way they're going to let us hand a cheque for 30 pounds <laughs> there's no way they're going to do that they'll round it up to at least 500 good guys 500 easy 
I'm hope I'm hoping to get above that. <laughs> Five hundred pound and a crate of tenants. And a crate well yeah. crate tenants for me. No, no. Not a charity, no. Aye, to a charity. It's for the kids. <laughs> You've got to think of the kids. I think of the kids. Think. <laughs>